Welcome back to Winning the Battle for Talent, the podcast where our customer service experts discuss people management, reducing attrition, and helping employees thrive. Let's join the conversation. Welcome to J.D. Power's Winning the Battle for Talent podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with J.D. Power, and with me today are Mark Miller and Scott Killingsworth from J.D. Power and Ted Narden from Fifth Talent. Mark, Scott, Ted, welcome. Pleasure to be back. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So today's podcast is a continuation of a series of conversations around the four imperatives of the frontline supervisor during the Great Resignation and beyond. So, Ted, the topic for today, the imperative for today is be encouraging to others. So why don't we kick that off with what does it matter? What does it matter if frontline supervisors are encouraging to others? Absolutely. And, you know, it fits right away in the, the um, series of our four imperatives. The, the first one was change your mindset. And this is one of those areas, encouraging others, that results from a change in mindset of what is my role? How do I help others who are on my team? So um, a couple of things there. The first thing is we, I, I think, have to understand that encouragement plays a, a very instrumental role in our lives today because of, of really three big trends that are coming together. One is the pandemic. I mean, if you can call that a trend. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things there. We've all experienced a lot of um, disheartening things, a lot of discouraging things in the pandemic. And those tend to ride with us um, through this as we're not out of it yet. And then we have another trend of the newest generation that's entering the workforce. Um, they are they entered many of them during the pandemic from distance communication and all of these things that we have as challenges within that. But they also have some unique um, needs. And then there's a third piece, which is rising customer emotions. And that's a result of the, of the pandemic and other things. Um, but it, it was even going on before the pandemic. So all of those come together, which helps discourage people. And that discouragement leads to self-doubt. And self-doubt leads to disconnection from the, from the other people you work with, from the company. And then finally, a decision to quit or to leave. Um, so, so why is encouragement important? It reverses a lot of that. It turns discouragement into encouragement. Okay, that, that makes sense, Ted. There, it sounds like there's a lot of forces at play that uh, make uh, encouragement to others uh, an important um, imperative at this time. Uh, why don't we dive a bit into what, what we mean by this? What do we mean by be encouraging to others? Sure, you bet. Um, <clears throat> you can start by maybe for a moment considering, uh, maybe our listeners can do this, to consider a time when maybe their mood or attitude or you know, kind of their outlook on life turned around. And I think as you do that, as I've done that, and, and many do that, you'll find that probably when that turned around, it, it came about from an interaction with another human who, who said the right thing in, in the right moment of need. And so um, encouragement, it's a great thing because it's one of the most common ways through which individuals express support for one another. There have been a lot of uh, people who've studied this. One of the guys who started the big um, study in this back in the 50s is a guy named Alfred Adler. And he said that human beings are intrinsically oriented to wanting to be part of a social group. And that desire to belong and to contribute to others is strong in us. However, when we begin to lose interest in that, it's because of the discouragement we're receiving 
And we need encouragement from others towards engaging again with that group. Um, there was another psychologist who really studied with him as well, a guy named Rudolf Dreikers, who said that he considered the ability to encourage others as the single most important attribute in getting along with other people. And I think when you look at what we do for a living in business, uh, in, in leadership, <clears throat> we have a unique role in this. A machine, for example, cannot encourage others with any magnitude of effectiveness than what a genuine, well-intentioned human can do. And if you look at it even broader from a company perspective, a company is very hard-pressed to encourage any single individual. A manager has a difficulty because of the breadth and scope of their position to, to encourage you know, everyone that they have that works with them. But who can? The supervisor. They are arguably uh, in a position to do this better than anybody. And in fact, I would say, and I think others would back this up, that one of the largest value propositions of the supervisor is this idea that they can provide encouragement where and when it's needed, and they are uniquely situated to do that. So Mark and, and Scott, when we're out working with um, organizations and specifically uh, with the high-performing organizations, uh, are we seeing themes kind of consistent with what Ted's talking about in terms of supervisors and, and even uh, team members being encouraging uh, to each other? Yeah, um, Mike, this kind of goes part and parcel with what we've discussed in previous you know, uh, podcast within this series and even outside the series around paying special attention to that supervisor role and enabling those folks to do their jobs <clears throat> through making sufficient time commitment, training commitment, etc. But the reason why we want folks to do that and what we see in these top performers is so those supervisors can create connections um, at, you know, more than just a business level, frankly. I mean, um, it, to Ted's point earlier, um, how powerful is it? And we see this all the time in our verbatim comments through our interviews when a supervisor or manager understands the rep and how the rep can go from a, you know, very challenging situation uh, due to life, all the reasons that Ted mentions now, it's, it's exacerbated, but move that person to a different place um, quickly. And but that's really difficult to do unless there's, you know, a relationship built and there's intentionality about allowing that supervisor to do that. So the short answer to your question is, yes, we do see it, but it's work to do. And um there has to be, for those on listening on this call, um, I would say what we find in typically not high performers is an unwillingness to kind of take a chance and make that extra investment in their supervisors and ensuring that the time um, that's set aside to build that relationship is protected because people want to answer the phones, which we totally get. But those top performers have overcome that barrier and they have set themselves up in essence to ensure that that relationship is going to be built. So, Hey Mark, I'll build on that a little bit. You mentioned a, a business relationship. So a lot of people think is that is, you know, it's just strictly business, but really what we've seen is that 
there's really a commitment from the supervisor to the agent to do all that is humanly possible to help them succeed, right? Whether that's coaching, uh, whether that's encouragement or whatever it might be. So we have seen that both at a, at a business relationship level, but what we've also seen is, um, I guess I would call it more at a human level, right? Knowing them, um, knowing some things about their family, responding to personal situations, having empathy, having flexibility. Uh, while it's not d direct encouragement, it is certainly indirect, right? Because we're all human beings. Um, so that's that's what I might add to that is uh, obviously a solid business relationship, but also a personal relationship. Again, because we are dealing with human beings, um, you know, dealing with human beings and you know, some difficult uh, circumstances over the phone and more and more difficult circumstances when you think about the prevalence of self-service taking away some of those uh, easier interactions. Now they're dealing with more and more difficult interactions just constantly all day. So that's that's what I would add to that. Yeah, th thanks, Scott. So, so, Ted, why don't we wrap up today's um, conversation with some tips for frontline supervisors on how to be encouraging to others. You bet. And really didn't answer your question fully before. What is the definition of encouragement? And it's really all those things we do or say to instill courage, perseverance, confidence, um, and hope. And the ultimate goal is to strengthen uh, positive thinking, positive emotions, and then, you know, positive behavior. That's how we help others. And so there's ways we can do that. But, you know, both Scott and Mark mentioned one of the keys to all this is you have to be genuine. And to be genuine, others need to know you enough to believe you when you're being genuine. So it, you have to start by really developing a good interpersonal relationship with those team members that you work with. But then aside from that, what are some of the most common ways that people use effectively? One is use of humor and smiling. Believe it or not, those two itself, uh, in and of itself, bring about a sense of a positive emotion and a sense, of course, that things um, could be better in the future. And uh, by the way, just a quick side note, I, I found um, not too long ago, there was a lot of research done in, in about around 2010 in which they were trying to figure out what the advantage of a smile or a frown is in terms of the brain. And what they discovered was that when you smile, it restricts warm blood flow and encourages cool blood flow to the brain. And when you frown, it opens passages to allow warm blood flow through. And that's the difference between when you smile, you have a feeling of calm and you, you feel as though there's more of a euphoric feeling in smiling and laughing. And of course, when you frown, not the case. And so um, helping others smile, smiling yourself can be very encouraging. But other things like reflective listening, which is really focusing in and understanding what people mean and, and reflecting back to them what they've said so they know you're listening. Um, communicating your faith in others, pointing out their strengths. Um, learning to reframe things from the negative to the positive. These are all ways that you can provide encouragement. But it, it goes beyond that. When you know people are having problems, um, by the way, wonderful books out there like Have You Encouraged Somebody Today? Um, 365 Days of Encouragement. There are um, ways that you can take these pieces and say, well, here's how I can encourage maybe the whole group and, and others. So it's really about focusing on it and really understanding that we have it listed as an imperative and, and have talked about it as the fourth, 
because it is really one of the most important ways you can affect your team as a supervisor. Ted, that's terrific. Thanks so much for joining us today. Mark and Scott, thanks for joining as well. That was great. Enjoyed it. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for joining today, and we'll see you next time.